This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's head to the Roman guest line and talk to our friend, friend of show, part of the Lions Edge podcast brought to you by BetMGM. It's our guy, Chase Kitty. Chase, how you doing this evening, sir? I'm well. Thanks for having me, guys. Chase, uh, let's let's go ahead and, p- and take the bandaid off this thing really quickly. What plays were you sweating out in the All-Star game this evening? I know you bet a ton. What did you have tonight in did any of them involve no run in the first inning like it did for us? Uh, I did not bet the Nerfy. Uh, I did bet. Uh, I, I did bet the American League to win and the American League run line for all the reasons you laid out at the top of the first hour, Quentin. Eight straight, six of the last eight they've won by uh, two runs or more. I think five of the last eight they've won by three runs or more. Uh, so I went ahead and double dipped on the run line and the uh, money line as well. And I'm thinking about coming back in live and just putting a little more on it. Because if I'm going to be out the unit and a half, I might as well be out like 1.6 units and just come in a little bit on the plus odd. So uh, that, that's what we're at. And then I, I sprinkled just a tiny bit on Corey Seager to win uh, MVP of the All-Star Game. Just because I thought the price was really off. 66 to 1 for the guy that hit the second most amount of home runs in the home run derby yesterday. We know what the guy can do when he's at the plate. His numbers are insane this month. He's, he's hitting 355. His OPS is 1159. So it's just like that, that number seemed a little out of whack to me. You are kind of flirting with throwing your money away when you're betting on MVP of the All-Star game. It's a total dart, but I just felt like the number was there. Chase, I, I love that breakdown of tonight's game. And you know what? Tonight, of, of you, of course, have been listening to this show all night long. I got to ask you about a conversation that we just had. Uh, speaking of the American League and the MVP race that we have over there, Otani is minus money, minus 105. And we got Aaron Judge plus 140. Tristan and I can't really wrap our heads around as much as and as great as Otani is, how he's the favorite minus money. I think it feels like, at least to me, that Aaron Judge, the narrative is there for him to win. He's been phenomenal this year. Are we supposed to just jump on Aaron Judge right now at plus money? Or is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that we're missing? How do you assess the AL MVP race? Well, I think with Otani, it's just an opportunity thing. Like, he, he's in front of you. He's at the plate or on the mound with direct contact on the baseball more than anybody else. So it, it feels to me like that's part of the reason why. I think given the number on Aaron Judge where you can go to MGM and you can get him at plus 140 right now, if that's something you want to do, if you believe in the Yankees' ability to potentially break you know, the regular season wins record or, or you just think the Yankees have that path and Judge is putting up those kind of numbers, I think it's totally worth doing. But I, I think that's why the Otani number is what it is and why he's at the very top of the market. We do have kind of a fascination with the pitcher-hitter thing, and I just think he has more opportunities to impress because of the dual nature of his status on that team. 
Yeah, I'm curious, though, Chase. We got Aaron Judge with 33 homers right now. If he ends up getting 60 and the Yankees are the best team in baseball in terms of record, you can't give it to anyone else but him, especially considering that the Angels haven't been great, right? Yeah, I think that's a great point, Trista, because, I mean, baseball is a little different than some of these sports in terms of how we hand out MVP. But if the Angels are like 35 games under 500 when we get to 162, I think it's really hard to give an award like that to Otani. As awesome as it is that he's, he's so you know, ambidextrous in his ability to play both sides of the ball, it, it just feels like if you have an awesome two-way player over here on a team that sucks, that's nowhere close to the playoffs, and then you have an awesome right fielder over here that's putting up astronomical offensive numbers and the team wins 122 games or you know, whatever it is, I don't know how you don't go with the latter guy. At a certain point, that has to matter. We're joined now by Chase Kitty of the Lions Edge podcast from BetMGM. All of these combos available on the podcast. Just type in BetMGM tonight on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcast. Chase, we had this conversation with PJ Glasser last night, and actually we've been talking about this all week because we've been betting the White Sox as well. But I'm looking at the, the AL Central, and this is kind of like the closest race that we have in the futures market at the moment. The Twins plus 105, they're the favorites to win the division. White Sox plus 140, Guardians plus 450. Minnesota lost seven of their last 10. You look at the White Sox, they won five of their last six games, including a 3-1 series victory over the Twins who lead the division. And you look at the, you look at the uh, Guardians who are just sitting right in the middle of everybody like, hey, yeah, we're young, but we still have a chance at the top seed in this division as well. When you look at the American League Central, of those three teams, what odds intrigue you the most? And, and who would you put your money on to run away with that thing? Because right now it's truly a toss-up. Okay, perfect question because I'll tell you what I did this past weekend. I like uh, some people like hang out with their wives, take their <laughs> kids on fun adventures, like go go to concerts. I spent my entire Sunday breaking down MLB odds because I, I just wanted to make some tweaks to the system and and, and improve my ROI because I feel like I've I've been trending the wrong way the last couple weeks. So I went totally back to formula. I went back to June first and got every team and every division's record since June 1st. And there's a lot of interesting ways to break all of those numbers down. But specifically on the AL Central, if you look at records since June 1st, Cleveland is in first place in that division. Mm-hmm. So the, And baseball has this problem. I think I've probably even talked about it before on the show. It's such a long season that people start to get numb to the numbers, and they just go, oh, well, this team's in first place. Oh, this, this team has this record. They're right. the best team. It's not like that when the season is this long. You have to look at smaller chunks. You have to break it up. So Cleveland, 24-22 and 22 since June 1st. They've got the best record in the AL Central. It's a long season. Other teams are trending down. The Twins are, are trending down. They, they actually are under 500 completely. They have the third best record in the division since June 1st. They're trending the wrong way. Cleveland's trending the right way. That alone maybe isn't enough to make you buy in on the Guardians. But when you consider the fact that they're 9-2, to two, they're plus 450, I think that number is just bad. I, I think that's a bad divisional number. And I think when you consider how they're trending and the ROI on the number, like the Guardians are the play. That's the direction I'm going if I'm betting that division right now. Mm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chase, curious about Cy Young. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, We were talking about AL and NL. How do you go about handicapping or giving out plays or betting on the Cy Young this early on in the season, considering that a pitcher can have three bad games and their ERA can skyrocket? Yeah, uh, great question. It's difficult is the easy answer. Uh, I I think at this point, you have to be careful about chasing value because of how late we are in the season. Like you can, you can put together if you're kind of down the board and you're, you're in that second or third tier of contenders, you can put together four or five great games, but it's likely not going to be enough to get you to the top. So you kind of have to start narrowing your focus toward the top couple rows on the odds table. I think I'm completely staying away from the national league at this point. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so it's so capped out with with what Sandy's doing there at the top. I mean, he's into minus odds at this point, right? So you can't buy him. I think it's tough to buy anywhere else. I do think, even though McClanahan is at the top of the table in the American League, it is still kind of worth thinking about coming in on him because the number is still plus two ten. I mean, there is still some value there. I don't think they would give Otani a Cy Young. I think they would give him an MVP if they were to give him anything. Uh, so then you're then you're starting to look at well, can Garrett Cole make a late season push? Can, can the White Sox not suck enough for Cease to have you know any any kind of angle there? No promises. I appreciate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the way that team's managed, I can't bet on anything involving them at this point. No. Uh, Verlander, I'm so impressed with what he's doing based on where he where he is in his career. Like that, it's it's so cool that he's still this good this late, which is a trend we've seen across sports like all over the place. It's just older dudes hanging on longer. But I think at this point, it, it's, it's kind of McClanahan's to lose. And I, I don't know what this is worth in terms of market value, but there, it, it feels like there is something to that team that he is on, just like the extra bump in respect and marketability they get for pitchers. I, I don't know if that's worth anything, but it, it, maybe it's worth mentioning. Just I, I, I see, I can envision McClanahan winning a Cy Young. And so the fact that it's still plus 210, I feel like there's still some value baked in there, even though it's the top of the table. Chase, I got to ask you, so now that I know that you've gone back and made some tweaks to your model and, and reevaluated some things in, the, in these divisions and these numbers, I want to talk about the NL East, which is kind of the only other real race that we have. The Mets are heavily juiced, minus 165. But, I mean, hey, the Braves plus 135, they're only two games back of the Mets, two and a half games back of the Mets in the NL East. We know that the Mets are getting back some some pretty good pitching, I'd say. But this Braves team, 7-3 and three in their last 10. The Mets, 6-4 and four in their last 10. Heck, the Phillies, 6-4 and four in this last 10. I'm not more so looking at the Phillies. I'm more so want to focus on the Braves. Is there real value in this Atlanta team um, right now at the halfway point at plus 135? I talked to PJ about this last night. I'm like, do we wait on the Braves a little longer to see if maybe the Mets – uh, and DeGrom do come out and, and maybe create a little more space to where we can get the Braves at a better number. But right now at the halfway point, they're plus 135 to win the NL East. They're only two and a half games back. How do you how do you view this uh, this division? 
Yeah, I think you're dead on a Quentin with the Braves. It's, it's not the Yankees. It's not the Astros. It's not the Mariners. Since June 1st, the number one team in baseball is the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. 32-11 and 11 is the record. So personally, I can't buy in on the Braves because I already bought in on them. I already have kind of a big position on the Braves over the Mets from the beginning of the season. So I, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, I don't want to overload anything. But if you don't have an NL East position yet, or if you do have a Mets position and you're looking to diversify a little bit, the Braves is such a, is such a solid buy right now. The, the amount of distance they have to make up, I mean, it's, it's just like it's, they might as well be tied at this point. If you're talking about you know, two and a half games in mid-July, the division's totally up for grabs. They are trending the correct direction, the Mets are not. I do kind of think it's that simple. There are a lot of variables there with the Mets in terms of DeGrom's health and, and, and what goes on with that entire pitching staff and can they actually play up the potential. The problem with the Mets, you don't want to weigh too much on, on things that are statistically unrelated, but we've seen this story with the Mets before where things just kind of don't go exactly right to plan. Not nice. And it's it just it's, – it's just, it happens every year. It feels like it's not so nice, Jason. I don't, I, I get it. It's not nice and it's not statistically relevant in, in a pure sense, but it is true that it does happen every year. And at a certain point, when you look around and go, you know what? I think I've seen this movie before at this point where the market is, where the mess are. I, I think I would rather go in a different direction than, than buy in at the top of the market on a team that it feels like they just don't get the bounces year to year.